What's up, guys? Episode four, we have Lauren on today's podcast. She's a coach at Strength Republic with me. She is studying psychology at uni. She's a great chick. And we go in a few details about how she gets started in fitness, what she started doing at uni, um, and what brings her back to Newcastle. So listen up, enjoy, and let us know what you think. recently I was not like a fit person for the beginning of my life and then about four years ago mm. my boyfriend at the time was like oh, I'm gonna join this gym and I was like well I'm gonna join this gym and join the gym and then ended up getting it way more into it than he did started training weights with a personal trainer and then found like powerlifting content on YouTube and I was like that's really cool and then was like, I'll do my set three and four, basically. <laughs> so I went from like never having trained in a gym to doing my set three and four within like a year, I think, or 18 months. That's good because obviously you found something you liked. Yeah. Passionate about. Mm-hmm. All right, so you've done weight, you've done powerlifting. I did, yeah, you've sort done of. Olympic lifting. I'd, um, yeah, technically. Well, you, you've, you've practiced it. Yeah. <laughs> You're now working, doing CrossFit stuff. Yeah. Where's your heart like? Um, in terms of what I want to do or what yeah. I want to teach people? Both. Okay. Um, for me, I think it's mostly just about bettering myself in general. So yeah. I don't really care what that looks like. I don't really care whether it's weightlifting or powerlifting or CrossFit. It's just more about like the process of fitness yeah. in general. Um, and then I think in terms of teaching other people, I want to – because I wasn't an athletic child, I wasn't like someone who's always been doing sport or whatever. I always just assumed that the gym wasn't for me. Yeah. So I kind of want to, in my career in fitness, I want to teach people that haven't ever done it before that it is for you yeah. and that you can do it. It's for everyone. Yeah, just yeah, not for super fit people like yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny because everyone's like, oh, it must be easy for you. I'm like, no, it's fucking just as hard. Absolutely. And I think people look at me now yeah. and assume that I've yeah. always been fit. And they're just like, it's so easy for you guys. I'm like, in Absolutely fact, I think it's not. probably more difficult for us. Absolutely. Because yeah. we have the stigma of Being you should be doing person. it. Yeah, you should yeah. be doing it. Like, exactly. It's just what you do. So that, that's yeah. quite interesting. Um, so what did you do growing up then? Like if you didn't play sport? Oh, unfortunately, I was a horse girl. A horse girl. <laughs> How is that unfortunate? <laughs> well, because there's that like internet stigma now. Are you familiar with horse girl? No. It's like a whole, I don't know. It's, it's a meme, basically. But, oh. no, I grew up riding horses. I grew up in Barrel, and my grandmother was a horse riding instructor. Wow. Great yeah. lineage down there for cricket. Yeah. Grew up just around the corner from Bradman Oval. Um, went to the same primary school as John Bradman. Oh. Yeah. So um, you obviously must be pretty handy in cricket, though. I don't mind a bit of cricket. I don't know if I'm good at it. I prefer watching it, yeah. not playing it. Um, 
I still see myself as being a very uncoordinated person <laughs> from my childhood. <laughs> I don't know if I actually am. Um, but yeah, grew up horse riding. So my like granny equestrian, like jumping things or doing bit the of dressage. show jumping, bit of dressage. Um, I never was very competitive with it. My auntie was very competitive, and then by the time I was born, it was kind of like everyone was getting over it. It's very expensive. I could imagine to <laughs> maintain horses, horses are and expensive. horses are very expensive. Um, yeah, so Granny got me into horse riding when I was very young, and I think when you grow up with it, you get pretty obsessed with it um, straight away. So I was very obsessed with horses and everything to do with them for like the first ten years of my life. So you like saddle club? Yeah, big fan of saddle club. I'm not gonna lie about that. This is the <laughs> this is the horse girl meme that I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're gonna have to find this horse girl meme. It's fine. You don't have to do that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so grew up with that. And then other than that, in terms of like sport, didn't really do much until I was maybe like 11 or 12 when I started playing netball. Mm. And that's when I realized how competitive I was as a person <laughs> when I started playing netball. Yeah. Yeah. How competitive would you say you are? Probably the most. Like if the you most. had to ask me a single, if I had to describe myself in one word, I think that word would have to be competitive. Uh, it's probably like the cornerstone of everything. Well, yeah, I would say you are pretty competitive. Yeah. You don't like. You picked up on that. <laughs> yeah, you don't like giving it into me teasing you easily. No. No, it's quite fine. No. It makes my life more interesting. Good. So I'm glad I'm that glad. you found strength because <laughs> now I have someone to tease. It just doesn't give it easier. Not just like, yep. Okay. Damn it. Yeah. You're like, no. I'll win at teasing. Yeah. I do, yeah. absolutely. We can talk about it another time, but I still find <laughs> that I win. No, it's definitely not true. I win. So from, from Battle, you moved to... I moved to Port Stephens, yeah, when I was 11. Um, and that's when the horse riding stopped because we didn't, you know, we sold the property and all that jazz. Um, moved up to Port Stephens and had never really lived by the coast before, so I started taking swimming lessons when I was an 11-year-old, so that's which is really weird. weird. Yeah, <laughs> really, that, really weird. That's weird from Australian. It's super weird. I mean, I could kind of swim. I just had... You, you, let's say you did. You couldn't drown. I couldn't Probably drown. couldn't swim. That's spot on. That's yeah. accurate. Yeah. I couldn't drown, but I couldn't swim. Um, so I was in like the intermediate swimming lessons with like five-year-olds when I was 11. Awesome. Was very so that was great for your self Yeah. And the teacher would get awkward and they'd be handing out stickers at the end of the class and they'd get to me and I'd be like, I'll take a sticker, even though I'm 11. <laughs> give um, me a sticker. Give me a sticker. I earned it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I left swimming lessons not long after I started because I was like, fuck that. <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't want to be that weird person that's double everyone's age, plus a bit. No. No. That's so, yeah. So can you swim now? Yeah, I can swim now. I actually tried to like swim laps for the first time maybe like last year and I was really surprised at how I didn't suck that badly at it. Mm. Yeah. Swimming laps sucks ass for anyone. So yeah. Someone... I mean like I wasn't good at it, but yeah. I didn't drown. You didn't so, drown? Yeah. You got through the water, right? Yeah. Swimming lessons It's worked. amazing how <laughs> swimming lessons worked. <laughs> the five swimming lessons I had when I was 11 worked perfectly. Well. Yeah. You swam laps. That's yeah. positive. I, I mean, I did it once. Well, you should probably do it again. Did it one time. <laughs> yeah. You should probably do some more laps. I probably Especially did. if you want to do your level one crossfit. Yeah. 
True. Oh, so many swimming ones you gotta do. Is there? I don't think so. No. Which is quite funny. I do want to swim though. Because they added into the games, and then as soon as the games finish, everyone's like, oh, I've got to do some swimming wads. Mm-hmm. I'm like... No such thing. No such thing as a swimming wad. Well, there would be if she had a pool at the gym. Which you don't. Well, you could. Most people. Most people don't. <laughs> it's good for me. All right, so how'd you find strength? Republic, strength Republic, yes. the gym. So I was planning on moving up to Newcastle at the start of this year, and I Googled the best gym in Newcastle. <laughs> And that's what came up. Funnily enough, there's a tagline. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was working at Fitness Playground in Sydney for two years and I wanted Which to... Which one? The Surrey Hills one. Um, I wanted that's to, a nice one. Yeah, it was the OG. Um, I wanted to find a gym that was similar in the vibe. Mm. So like sort of not, not like your sort of commercial fitness but also not full CrossFit, like something that's sort of like functional fitness and yeah, that kind of thing. And strength was sort of the thing that stood out in Newcastle. Definitely. I'd say they're probably pretty parallel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then I was planning on moving and my friend who already lived in Newcastle was like, oh, I know Benny D really well. Like, and I'll just ask him if they're hiring. And then it turns out they were hiring. That's how I got it. Yeah, cool. She's really easy. (laughs) It is. It is. Yeah. I actually just lived up the road. Oh, really? Started working, yeah. Did you start working there at the very beginning no. or close to? Uh, I think they, I started there in uh, 20, yeah, 2015 and then I think it's 2012. Okay. So. Jeez, that's a long time. Yeah. Mm. I know, And you've done everything. You're doing, done. You've done all the shit I do now. and. I've done it all. Mm-hmm. I don't, there's no crash now. I, did, I used to have to oh, cover crash occasionally. That's not it. That's, I don't know that, if I can handle crash. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. I would love to see you running crash though. He's very silent. <laughs> very silent. <laughs> no, I just let him do whatever I like. Yeah. I was like, yeah, cool. Don't don't come near me. Very good. Go over there, Mark. No, you're not doing <laughs> no, it. No, whatever no. you just, if as long as you can figure out how you want to do it, that's how we're doing it. Good stuff. Well done. <laughs> Pat him on the head. Like that's that. about as good as it would get if I was trying to crash. Yeah. Yeah. So you're studying engineering? No, actually. Oh. So. Changed it. Yeah. So I have Random. been studying engineering for four years, mm. which is a long time to be studying engineering without having an actual degree. Um, it sounds like that, the normal length of a degree. The degree, yeah. Um, so I, I started my degree in Newcastle and mm. then moved to Sydney because I was like, Newcastle, I live in Sydney. Sorry, I should probably stop swearing. No, that's okay. I swear like a sailor. Oh, good. Um, you know who the fuck I yeah. am. Yeah, I wasn't sure with the podcast situation, you, what we were dealing mate, with. We just put we, every every episode's got exquisite content, and every oh, film is a zero <laughs> swear just, words. It's better to just blanket rule. <laughs> blanket rule, I'm probably going to swear at some stage. Yes. Um, so I was doing my degree in Newcastle, and then I was like, oh, I want to move to Sydney. Like, I won't say it was a bad decision, but. Studying in Sydney is next level. It's like incredibly difficult unless you have really wealthy parents um, to support you. So I was doing a double degree at Sydney Uni in engineering and science, and my science major was psychology. Yeah, so like really easy workload, super chill. Well, not not even like busy at all. Chill, 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 chill. 
Yeah. Um, working full time, studying full time. Um, How does engineering and psychology go together? They don't. They don't go yeah. together. Um, yeah, people are always like, oh, you could be a space psychologist because I did aerospace engineering. Um, so, nerd. Just everyone that doesn't understand that nerd. is nerd. Nerd. Yep, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> um, yeah, they don't go together at all, but they were like, it was like nice balance because it was like the site gave you a break from the engineering and vice versa. Mm. But then the more I did psych, the more I was like, oh, this is really good. I really enjoy this. And the reason I started doing engineering was in the first place was because I like maths and science. And then after a few years of the degree, you realize that that's probably not what you're going to end up doing in your job. You're probably going to be doing some sort of project management or if you get really lucky working in like a research capacity on cool projects, but not that it's about money. That doesn't pay very well or consistently. I was just kind of like, I don't know if I'm passionate enough about this yeah. to see it through, which yeah. is not an easy decision to make when you've already spent $35,000 <laughs> on the qualification. Um, but at the same time, like, I feel like I'm always telling people like, if it's not making, if, exactly. And I was just being hypocritical basically yeah. by continuing that. I get that as well. Like, um, that's why I don't just coach and do other random stuff as well. Mm. Um, like photography. Yeah. Because coaching is so good up to a certain point, but yeah, I got to fill my cup some other ways. Exactly. Otherwise, yeah. it just feels like I'm just pouring into a bottomless pit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That um, makes sense. There's no point in just pursuing something. I, and I think I was, uh, towards the end of it, I just became very attached to the idea of being an engineer. Like it had been my whole identity for like a few years. Yeah. And when when I tell people that I was studying engineering, you'd always get this big like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Like you must be so smart sort of thing, um, which I am. <laughs> no, remember, no, no. guys. Um, but yeah, like it's not about that. You can't just do something for the title of it. Um, yeah, especially if you... Start, like, attaching your whole identity to a certain thing. Yeah, and I think I was definitely doing that with engineering to a degree. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, made the – I was actually planning on continuing the double when I moved to Newcastle. So, initially, when I moved here, I had enrolled in a Mm. Bachelor of – Both. Yeah, both. And then when I started applying for – enrolling for my actual subjects, I couldn't pick psychology subjects for my science degree. And I rang them and I was like, why can't I do yeah. my psych major? And they were like, oh, with the engineering degree, you can only do a physics major in your science degree. And I've tried to do a physics major before and it is not fun. It'd be probably terrible. It's really hard. It's really, really hard, harder than engineering because um, there's no one answer. It's like kind of theoretical. Oh, it's theoretical physics, not like yeah. mathematical physics. Oh, like there is a lot yeah, of math involved, involved in it. Yeah, there'd be math involved. But it's a lot of like, quantum and yeah. it's... Yeah, which is great that, fun, but like... All the more advanced theories. Very, very difficult. And also at that point, I was very like sold on psychology. So I was like, well, if I can't study psych, then I have to make the decision as to whether I want to do just a psychology degree or just an engineering degree. And I think at that point, I already knew what that I didn't want to do, want to do yeah. engineering anymore. I don't think I'll like... I don't think it's like in the bin. Like I might revisit yeah. it one day. I've got three quarters of a degree yeah. in it. So like I might revisit it. In some capacity, but it's not right for now. Yeah. You know, Marco's an engineer. Yeah, he used to be a mechanical engineer. Yeah. And yeah. now he's a PT, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite 
quite interesting. I know a lot of people that have done engineering for like three or four years in the workforce and then gone, wow, I really don't want to do this. what they try and sell it to you, like when you're in high school, is totally not what it is. No. Because every time I talk to an engineer, they're like, oh, no, I just do like project managing. Exactly. This, this or that. I'm like, what are you using the degree for? Oh, not really. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's the same as pretty much any qualification is you rarely end up actually using what you studied in yeah. I don't, I don't know about you, but when I did my Cert 3 and 4 in fitness, like, I learned nothing oh, you, about coaching. You learned zero about coaching. Yeah. You learned the basics of how to put a basic program together. Basically, that's, yeah. That's it. I did, like, referral letters for doctors and stuff. Did you? Which I've never written that. once in my fitness career, ever. It's like, why but is that part of it? That's generally because people go to a doctor before they come to work. No, I was like, I was writing letters for PTs to refer clients to doctors. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I just because I it's generally if you for that, that's if they come in and you do the pre-exercise screening and yeah. it comes out that they need to go get clearance. Yeah. Yeah, but most people will go to the doctor before they come to a trainer anyway. Mm-hmm. You have this problem. Exactly. I'm fat. Can you give me some liposuction? <laughs> no, but you can go and see Mark. Um. <coughs> And we'll give it to you straight. You're fat. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I can't remember what we were talking about for that. Engineering. You've been a nerd. Not, yeah, me being a nerd. Yeah, wasn't what I wanted to do. So now I'm doing something that's nerdy in a different way. Mm. Mm. So we've had Marco who's basically a carnival. Yeah, he's on a carnival diet now. How's that make you? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it and I don't know if science gets it either. Like I don't know if I I I, I don't know. I think that you should eat whatever you want to eat. Yeah. That's not my business. But Great. I would never do the carnivore diet, obviously. Why not? Because I was vegan for six years. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not vegan anymore though. Not not anymore. Not anymore. I eat fish and eggs now. Oh it's when more I like prepare them myself. Pescatarian. We don't have to wait. I don't know. I feel like there's so many unnecessary labels. Like, have you heard of flexitarian? Yeah, people call themselves flexitarian, which is basically where they eat meat sometimes when they feel like it, or they're plant based sometimes. It's like, why does that have a name? Isn't that just is that that eating? I think it's called eating. I think that's omnivore. That's <laughs> which is what everyone diet. eats. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like pescatarian and flexitarian. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I eat, eat fish and eggs. I don't eat dairy. I'm very What's, lactose intolerant. What type of fish? Uh, like I usually buy like barramundi from the deli. I eat it like once or twice a week. Um, so I'd say that most of my diet is still predominantly vegan or mm. plant-based, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I just, I, yeah, I found the volume of food that I had to eat in order to get enough protein on a vegan diet was... That's the one thing I don't understand because a lot of vegans are like, no, nah, it's easy to get the protein. I'm like, what are you eating? Like, don't get me wrong, you can do it, but it's very expensive to get, like, if you're buying, like, the, yeah, if you're doing the just meats foods, and stuff, yeah. like, if you're buying that kind of, like, extra protein. Which has been protein. shown to be really great for you. Really? No, I, don't, I haven't, like, terrible. read into any... Because it's just oils processed. Like, not all of it, surely. Because, I mean, I've, like, yeah, the shit that I buy thing. is not... Like, there's one specific brand that I buy that doesn't actually have any oil in it. It's, really? like, wheat and soy, and that's about it. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's definitely shitty from, products from out there. From what I've looked into and read, it's a lot of just oils. Oh. Yeah, like, really processed oil. 
great. Yeah, it's okay. counterintuitive. Yeah. Most people doing a vegan diet for health, so it doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so just was like couldn't physically stomach that volume of like tofu and beans and stuff anymore. Mm. So I was like, I just need something to did you, supplement. Did you find you had issues with diet, uh, iron, like dietary iron? Um, I personally never had issues with iron. I supplemented B12. Yeah. Because I like you literally can't, can't get, get B twelve yeah. on a vegan diet, um, which is massive because most people wouldn't do that. No, uh, well, like most vegans wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. Like all the vegans I know supplement B twelve, um, but there's definitely a lot of considerations to make when you're being vegan, um, and I don't necessarily. I think there's a lot of vegans that think that that's how people are supposed to eat, and I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I think. 80% of the time it will be healthier than what most people are eating. Yeah, but I think that speaks process. more to the standard diet yeah. than it speaks to veganism. Yeah, being 100% healthy. because you're going to have less processed food generally. Exactly. You're going to be eating more vegetables, Yeah. period, and probably adding things like legumes and nuts and stuff into your diet that you wouldn't otherwise. So I think it can be healthier, but it can definitely be just as bad mm. for you. Um, I also had an eating disorder and I think that if I'm really honest with myself, the veganism was sort of initiated by having that. an eating disorder. Yeah. So I think it was important for me in order to really recover to introduce some animal products back into my diet yeah. to actually be like, yeah, I can, I can eat this. Yeah. So you're not so super restrictive. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. That's cool. Um, oh, I had a question. Yeah. No, that's okay. Talking about meats. <laughs> no, it was more to do with, with, with the um, vegan diet. Yeah. Did you find that um, you had any like hormonal changes eating all the tofu and stuff like with the? No, not with soy. It wasn't yeah. the soy that did it. So. Because that's something interesting. There's a lot of people that be like, "Yeah, soy causes you that." It, I don't. It I acts don't know. like estrogen like, in your body or something. I, and I, I don't understand. Like, I okay, don't so that, like, right. I haven't read a single study yeah. that has said yes, that, soy affects your estrogen levels. Yeah. I think that's just something that people say. Yeah. There's a lot of weird arguments. Like, I, I'll accept a lot of arguments that people have against the vegan diet, but I there's a lot that I won't accept. And I think one of them is that soy will give you titties. Um, yeah, which <laughs> I think it's super funny, but <laughs> it I, is pretty funny. <laughs> I, I don't like soy because I don't like the taste of the soy. And that's fair it's, enough. It tastes fucking, like cardboard. It's yeah. fucking terrible. Mm. Um, so people are like, yeah, just have soy milk. I'm like, no. One, no, one I actually milk. like yeah. milk. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I don't like soy juice. Soy juice? Hey, I'm a soy drinker still, okay? You can I use, accept that it tastes like cardboard. Milk. Have you tried Happy Happy Soy Boy? Oh, uh, no. I, I will I'm just gonna leave it almost just I'm not. not I'd rather not drink whatever it is. And then eventually when you try it, you'll be like, well, I'm going to try it. really good. But it's not milk. Mm-mm. Can't be milk. It's not milk. It isn't. How do you milk an almond? My question <laughs> The always. age-old question, but how do you milk an almond? Yeah. Um, My favourite thing don't. is you blend it. I'm like, oh, so you just blend the cow's udders? <laughs> Ew. Think about it, though. No, that's, you under, no, well, that's gross. It, you got to do it the same way. You have goat's milk. Let's yes. just call it something else then. Let's call it soy juice. Nut juice. If that makes you happy. We'll call it soy and nut juice. Yep. That's how what I call Sorted. it. Sorted. And people get upset with me. So divisive. So divisive. 
It's just like again, I think it's one of the. I think diet is one of the things that people attach their identity to. Yeah. I think for a long time I was vegan. Like I wasn't just eating mm. vegan foods. That's who I was as a person. Mm. And I don't think it serves anyone to have these big labels that you attach yourself to. No, because it's hard to then separate yourself from when that time comes. If you or wanna... if you find information that exactly it goes contrary yeah. to your deep beliefs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's what I. Well, so the reason I. There's a lot of reasons why I started introducing that into my diet. Protein intake was one, not that you can't get it as a vegan, but it's just easier yeah. not to. Um, and then hormones was the other one. But for me, again, I think the hormones had a lot to do with what I was eating. Yeah. So like I said, the eating disorder was sort of what brought on veganism. the veganism in a, in a big way. And then when I started recovering from that, Obviously, you develop like a fair few food phobias, and I was really fat phobic of like oils and yeah. stuff like that. I would not eat oil, so my diet when I was recovering was very, very high carb, mm. like a lot of fruit, a lot of rice, um, and I think that that gave me like a weird sort of gut flora problem or like a hormonal problem because I'd had great skin my entire life, and then yeah. all of a sudden when I was twenty-one, I was having like cystic Massive. acne yeah, right. all over my chin which is like a very hormonal zone. Um, and that was really weird and confusing because obviously I'd never had it before. And you don't have it now. Don't have it now. Um, so, yeah, I think that was mostly diet-related. Yeah. The acne was definitely diet-related. Um, it's improved completely now. I can't remember the last time I had like a huge breakout like that. So. Well, that's good. Bonus. That is a massive bonus. Mm. See, for me, like I've never like really – limit myself in diet wise mm. so I've, I've never really understood that whole side of people like no i need to be doing this diet or that diet like, yeah. what do you eat i'm like anything anything but you've, like, like you've been a very active person your yeah. whole life right yeah so there's like that difference but i think more that not necessarily just because i've been active it's just more that i'm like i'll eat that I'll eat. yeah like, there's two things i won't eat which is mushrooms and olives okay Mushrooms. Love mushrooms and olives. Yeah, see? Anyway. And that's all you won't eat? Yeah. Okay. There you go. I'll try everything. Yeah. Good on you. Like yeah, I, I feel like I'm... Yeah, I grew up eating a very wide variety of food. Yeah. Mum would always feed me weird stuff that I would always eat. Um, Have you ever had scorpion or tarantula? I haven't had scorpion or tarantula, but I wouldn't be ever opposed to it. The worst thing I've ever eaten is called sustrumming, which is... I lived in Sweden for a while, and it's literally rotten fish. I don't know. You might have seen it on Hamish and Andy. I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They did, I didn't they did know it on Hamish called, and Andy. Yeah, it makes sense. Oh, my God. Naturally, I had to try it because yeah, it's like this like, big festival thing that they do. I'm guessing it's a delicacy over there. Yeah. I like oh, – so anyway. They were Just the sound of it's rotten fish. It is. It's rotten fish. And they carry on about how bad it's going to smell. Like they're like, you, you know, it's going to blow you away how bad it smells. And I just was kind of like, well, I've smelled bad stuff like how bad can Rotten it really fish is be? pretty bad. Anyway, so we went outside and my host dad in Sweden got like big dish gloves on, put the sustrumming inside a bag, inside another bag, and then cracked the can open. And as soon as the can opened, it was just like an instant like bang of like <laughs> dead bodies. Like it was just the worst thing you've ever smelled. Um, and then I tried to eat some. You like put it in a wrap with potato and onion and like cream cheese and stuff and it, Again, like, even with all that stuff, you put it in your mouth and instantly it just fills your whole mouth with, like, gross fish stink. It's the worst. 
But yeah, I tried it. Wouldn't do it again. Mm. But then they were looking around at people at the table that are just chowing down, loving it. Uh, Don't know. I guess if you do it enough, you just get used to you it. Get racing. Yeah, have it enough when you're a kid. Yeah. You just get used to it. But most of the people my age at the table weren't eating it. I think it was like an older person thing. Yeah, right. I guess it, well, yeah. if it was like they're from like the kids of World War Two era. Sure. They probably yeah. had shit or food yeah. available to them. Mm. Have you eaten scorpion? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cambodia. Ah. Is it crunchy? Very. It's like, the way I described it was it's like eating a prawn. Oh, yeah. Without, without meat. a shell. <laughs> yeah, just eating Ew. a shell. Okay. Yeah. It's not really gross, though. It's just crunchy. Yeah. It's pretty gross. It, it's literally like without the meat part of it. It's like eating oh, the shell like and like the, bra- the head. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's... Why, why eat it? Yeah. Well, I was in Cambodia. And like, I can't like understand thing, why you so. eat it, but why do people eat it in general? Well, so the reason I used to do it is because of Cam- the Khmer Rouge. You heard of that? Yeah. So it's like worse genocide than oh, yes, I the have. Holocaust. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and they were like on a super strict re- regime. They get like, for a family, they get like a quarter of a bowl of rice. Wow. That's their meal for the day. Yeah. So they'd like catch whatever insects Okay, they right. That makes sense. And then... Stuck, yeah, yeah. Well, if you did that for 20 years, and that was oh, only recently, I think it was up to like 1990 or something. Wow, yeah, like that's super long. recent. Right? Oh. So, that's why they do it now. They're just, it's like a delicacy over there. Tarantulas, snakes, there you go, take what you can get in that, in that environment, yes, yeah. And then if you got caught, you got killed. For eating a scorpion? Yeah, for having a scorpion. Because, like, mm. it was a super communist regime. So, right. like, the country comes first, by all means, and you will get what you're given. I think, in, yeah, and in that regard, what people don't realise too is that I think it's a privilege to be vegan as yeah. well. Like, being able to be that selective and to be carnivore as well. Yeah. I think it's a privilege to be able to be like, I'm only going to eat this or I'm only going to eat that because you obviously live in such abundance that you can do that as well. Yeah, 100%. So I think like the militant vegans that are like, this is the way everyone should eat. You're, you know, arsehole if you eat meat. My favourite thing is like when they're like, being a vegan doesn't cause any harm to any animals. I don't think it's possible to say that that any... Yeah. Lifestyle doesn't cause any harm, harm to any if you, animals. If you're breathing, you're causing harm somehow. Absolutely. If you drive your car, you yeah. have your iPhone, which like little African kids had to mine the minerals for. Like <laughs> everyone's harming someone. Yeah, and also like pesticides. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. have you ever killed a mosquito? Absolutely, and I'll do it again. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Yeah. I'm I'll do it right now. But then, like, that's my favorite argument. Like. I know a few vegans that are like super diehard for it. Yeah. And I just give them shit. I've met people that wouldn't even eat food that was cooked in an oven that right. had had meat in the oven, which is like, wow. Yeah, it's like, wow. you're a special type. Yeah, you know, again, it's just privilege. It's just such an extreme level of privilege that you can be selective about the oven that you eat from. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's life. But... Mm-hmm. And we won a lottery. True. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Imagine being a little African kid that has to walk 30 miles to go get their water on their head. 
Mm. Carry it back and it's not even clean. Very bad. Mm. So where do you see yourself going with your degree? You're going to get finished with your psych and then straight into that or stay Um, with the fitness industry or? I'd like to stay with the fitness industry in some regard for probably forever. Um, I think, yeah, I'm not entirely sure with psych yet. I started psychology because I want to help people. Yeah. So I think ultimately I want to, I'll probably do my master's in clinical psychology so that I can give as much therapy as I possibly can, Mm. um, to people who actually really need it. Um, not that I think everyone needs therapy to some degree. Um, everyone just needs someone to talk to really. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's really unfortunate that oftentimes the poorest and most vulnerable people, especially in Australia, don't have access to that at all. Mm. Um, so I would like to work somehow in the public sector of like, I don't know whether it would be like hospitals or prisons or I don't know, like doing social work. Yeah. But yeah, working with people who can't just go to a doctor and be like, I want to pay to see a psychologist sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's quite expensive. If you've it's ever been. really expensive. Yeah. It's really, really expensive. There are a lot of cool ways that you can get free therapy that I don't think a lot of people know about. Um, like obviously there's the bulk billing subsidy that you can get from your GP. Yeah. But there's also a bunch of schemes that not not even a lot of GPs know about that you can get completely free therapy. Um, there's one called ATAPS, which I used for a long time. Um, yeah. Right. Well, if you know about, a bit about it, how does that work? What's ATAPS now? So the problem with ATAPS is that it kind of comes down to your GP, unfortunately. So some psychologists are ATAPS providers where they say they put their hand up and be like, I'll provide this service. They get subsidized from the government to do it. Um, And I think you get 10 sessions a year, which is the same as the the vault billing one. Um, But yeah, your GP, so it was my GP that actually put me onto it. I went to her and I was like, you know, here's the situation, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh yeah, I think you're eligible for ATAPS. But then when I moved to Sid- like a different part of Sydney and went to a different GP, they had no idea about it. Like I'd yeah. never heard of it before and I couldn't get the referral simply because the guy I was talking to had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. So it's like all a bit weird. And then there's like there's some very specific therapies that run free of charge um, for like certain disorders and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, like there's options out there. There's just not enough options yeah. out there for people who really need it. So. That's fair. Yeah. That that's interesting that not all doctors know about that. It's weird. Yeah. I yeah. He'd like never even heard of it before. Yeah. You should have just gone back to the other GP. I did. Yeah. Help me. She's like, yeah. <laughs> can you put, can you help? Help me. Send me to the brain doctor. Let me let them fix me. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had therapy before? I have. You have? Yes. What kind of therapy did you have? Um if you I'm interviewing you now. Yeah, that's cool. Um, <laughs> so I had therapy this year mm-hmm. um, just to hand in with some stress stuff. Um, I don't know what the therapy you call it. But just, I saw it. That doesn't necessarily have yeah. to be a specific yeah, type. I just, I yeah, I saw a psych, um, yeah. which she helped mm-hmm. a bunch. Um, and that's kind of why I want to do the run. Ah, okay. Yes, because yeah. it helped me. Um, be able to help like me to communicate better. Yeah. Um, I kind of just used to avoid everything. Just mm-hmm. be like, uh, okay, that sucks. I'm just gonna go Deal for a run, or I'm ah, gonna go okay. 
okay. Um, and she's like, yeah, that's good until you just can't handle it anymore. Like right now. She's like, see? So you need to talk to people. I was like, yeah, okay. Fine. Yes. Fine. Fine. Yeah. I guess I'll do it. Um, but yeah, so that that's why I want to do that, that, that run. Okay. Like in terms of an awareness yeah. thing? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I want to raise money. Ideally, it would be enough to be able to like pay a salary or Site for you, so then I can wow, do okay, like, like free, yeah, that would be really counseling. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see, I've still got heaps of organizing for that to do. Planning on doing it November, November, nice, yes, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. there's lots of like even like centers that you could donate to, yeah, like have multiple psychologists, yeah, that would gladly accept that, yeah, that's very cool because it's very expensive. Which I found out. It's really, even with the bulk billing, even yeah, with the rebate, the rebate, it's wildly expensive. So, like, mine, I think, was like 150 a, a, a session, and I'd get like 80 back. That's so not enough. So, just over You're half. Still yeah. Like, what? I don't know. Like, luckily enough, I work and yeah, I'm exactly. in a position where I could have done it, but. Mm. It's really expensive. If you're not as well off as some people. Well, that's the thing, and that's what and I that's mean. Generally is the people where... who don't have jobs and the people that have, you know, drug problems or mm. whatever are the like least likely to be able to afford therapy. And yeah. They're the ones that probably need it the most. Yeah, so... and then you have. This is a super generalization. Just, Here we I'm going to put it out there. Here we go. But then you've got like the stay at home mums that live off, yeah. off their partners billions of dollars that yeah. go to therapy every th- three hours because <laughs> they stub their toe or the baby's crying or whatever. Yeah. Trivial no, I'm bullshit. Mm-hmm. I like, I think as a therapist, I don't know if I could handle being a therapist to that kind of person. I had to write an essay recently about mm. like, it was, a, the subject was like talking about psychological practice and I had to write an essay about my experiences and how my attitudes would shape my strengths and weaknesses as a therapist and the weakness that I chose was like probably being too hard on people and like holding them to who, too high a standard. Yeah. Because if you, I don't know, I struggle. The compassion side of it, if they're really well off. If they're victimizing that. themselves. Yes. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I struggle with people who are really without any real reason playing the victim in their life of just being like, you know, it's too hard. I think it's coming down to like owning your life. Like yeah. You make every decision. No and, one, but people don't realise that. Yeah, people yeah. don't think that, which is... Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's ridiculous because if you don't take ownership for what you're doing and you blame everyone else, of mm. course you're going to feel like shit. Yeah. But because then like there's, so there's, many people don't see it that way. I yeah. agree with you completely, yeah. but so many people don't see it that way. And that's why um, when some people come to me and they're like, it's oh, easier. what do you think of me? And they're like, kind of pudgy. I'm like, be fat. And like, that's mean. I'm like, is it mean or is it nice? And they're like, like well, uh-huh. they're like, uh-huh. what do you mean? I'm like, well, I could lie to you. I'm like, yeah. I don't want you to lie to me. I'm like, all right, so is it better if I say, nice. you're not fat? Yeah. Or you say you're fat? I'm like, yeah. Well, it kind of stings that you called me fat, but yeah. I'm the truth. So at least you're being upfront with me. Like, yeah. I can. I can tell you not that mm. if you really want. Like, just tell me what you want me to do. I'll do it, but... That's the reality. Don't come to me looking yeah. for um, compliments. Yeah. When it's just a... Well, people need a wake-up call. Blatantly lo- a lot of the time. Yeah. But there's also a lot of people that would really not handle that at all. It depends on who you're talking to. Mentally. Yeah. 
mentally weak people. I don't like those people around, to be honest. That's fair. That's why you're here, because you're not mentally weak, because I give you shit. Thank you. you. Just take it. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty not mentally weak. No. Mm. No, you, so well, you, you don't take on clients that are mentally weak? I have in the past. And yeah. I hated every second of it. It's pretty bad. But yeah. I yeah. Just ended up. They're like, oh, I'll message you next week. I just never responded again. Like, don't even talk to me. <laughs> that guy's intense. <laughs> yeah. I, t- I still take mentally weak clients because I believe I can change them. And sometimes it's worked and sometimes it hasn't. Mm. Uh, my favorite one's like, so it's it's a pretty common thing. They're like, oh, but I just can't. The excuses. I'm like, um, just can't. And whatever after, I'm like, you can. You, you just do it. You can. Yeah. You absolutely can. Well, I was talking to a vet yeah. yesterday who's now training a world champion yeah. Paralympic triathlete. Also named Lauren. Also named Lauren. Which Bunch is confusing as hell. Um, but, yeah, like if she can do it, Mm. actually what is your excuse like yeah. really what is it yeah i can't think of anything you know like you've got kids that's great plenty of people with kids manage to train harder than i do yeah so. look at a vet even look at a vet doing a bodybuilding comp yeah 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 i think that's that's so f- my favorite excuse of all time is i don't have time i'm like all right give me like a rundown of the day so just like a standard day and yeah. they'd be like Oh, so I get up at like eight. Oh, okay, and then I got to leave yeah. the house by eight thirty. Okay. Yeah, Ooh, cool. Sounds tough. Yeah. yeah. Mm, that's, okay. <laughs> cool. If that's when you get up, and that's when you're gonna leave. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. Then I work from like nine to five, and I have a break and this and that. Yep. Cool. And then I go home, and I've got to make dinner. Okay. Well, I've got to make I'll, dinner. Yeah, I've you got know? to make dinner, and I've then I've got to watch TV. Oh, okay. And then like I'm watching TV, and then I go to bed about twelve p.m. I'm like, wow. so you get home at what, say 5.30? Yep. Mm-hmm. And you got to make dinner. Mm-hmm. What do you do? It's hard. That's an, that's an hour. So say so 6.30. What do you do between 6.30 and uh, <laughs> yeah. 12? I'm so, I'm too tired to go for tired. a walk. Yeah, no. And I think that some people like that genuinely believe that they have no time and other people are acknowledging of the fact that whatever it is they want to introduce into their life is probably not a priority. Like yeah. that's, that's the reality. If yeah. you're complaining about not having enough time, it's not that you don't have enough time. It's that it isn't a priority Yeah. and it's not going to change. Your behavior is not going to change until it is a priority. Yeah. So like, cause I only work generally with athletes or people that mm-hmm. I would still call them athletes that compete in even local sport. Yeah. Um, they all, they all come to me with like, I don't have time and they'll run through and it's more, it's a lot worse than that. It's like, yeah, exactly. yeah I go to do this and, and yeah. they have quite a full full schedule but their mornings always can be like yeah out of whack and like, i just can't get enough sleep because i've got to like get work done or yeah whatever I'm like well, what if you did work in the morning between this time because you're kind of fluffing around aren't you and like, yeah. well yeah because i take like an hour and a half to have a shower and go mm. eat my breakfast and then go to work yeah I'm like well, what if you just showered and had your breakfast at work while you're working and they're like oh and they do it and then they're like this is I'm most productive for being. Yeah. I'm like, well, one, you're more productive in the morning because your brain's fresh. It's not 100%. bogged down with all the mm-hmm. haze of the day. Plus, you're doing it in the morning before anyone's really at work. So mm-hmm. you don't have all those distractions. Yeah. And when you go home, you can relax and go to bed and have better sleep. Anyway. How is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
do you do that type of stuff with your clients or do you just train them or um, where, where's your where's your kind of limitations on how you work with them so my main goal for all my clients whether they know it or not is behavior change so mm. someone might come to me and be like i want to lose 50 kilos it's like yep sweet and that's like the last thing on my list of things to address mm. Um, like we'll get there, sure, but I think ultimately all of those things need to be underpinned by a permanent behaviour change. Like yeah. you need to go from the type of person that doesn't go to the gym to the type of person that does go to the gym and ultimately that is what's going to make yeah. you lose weight in the long run. Um, so it's like sometimes I actually address that with my clients. I actually address the fact that we're going to go through some sort of like behaviour change principles with you um, or I just sort of do it and mm. they either respond or they don't respond. That's- um, and I've had a lot of success with it for the people who stay with me for a while. Mm. So like I've taken a lot of people, at, especially at my last gym, who were who saw themselves as people who didn't exercise and could never exercise to people that did it regularly and that's like the most rewarding thing for me. Mm. Um, and I think that's ultimately, yeah, my goal for all my clients. Well, especially since you had that, you can identify that quite easily. Mm. That was your- Absolutely. I used to be the type of person that didn't go to the gym and thought that I never would be and like thought gyms were gross. Hmm. Was it, so what, did you go straight to P, like just take a step back mm-hmm. when you, to when you started fitness? Yeah. Did you go straight into working with a PT? So I downloaded an ebook from the internet Ooh, about the weights sneaky, training. The sneaky ebook. Yeah, got myself a little ebook and I was living in the central coast at the time and I would go to the gym at 10 p.m. because it would be quiet and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I would try and figure out how to use the equipment. Um, and that was really embarrassing. And then... It's just I, solid plan so far. Yeah. I mean, I was trying. Yeah. I was trying. I knew I didn't want to do cardio anymore. Yeah. Um, so I did that for about six months and then moved. And it was about six months after I moved that I started going to the gym. And I started at Fitness Playground. I joined Fitness Playground, mm. which is a gym I ended up working for. And they hooked me up with a PT straight away. And as soon as they said that, they were like, oh, like, we'll give you a free session with a PT. And I was like, oh, like, I can't afford a PT. There's no way I can afford that. Yeah. Um, but then I had my session with her and ended up signing up for once a fortnight, yeah. which I hate. I won't take fortnightly clients in my own business. But at the time I was like, it's all I can afford. And she yeah. was gracious enough to let me train with her once a fortnight. And I'm very glad because if it wasn't for that, I don't know, like, if I would even physically be, like, be here right yeah. now. Like, I don't know what I would be doing um, because she was the one that wrote me my first weights program and taught me how to do all that stuff. She was more towards, like, the bodybuilding side of things. Which is generally the best place. Great place to start. And also I think it's really important to see results fairly quickly because when you start seeing, like, little muscular changes yeah. in your body, it's really cool to be like, oh, okay, this works yeah. and to like see weight on the bar each week and that kind of thing. Um, but I was like very weak and very unfit when I started. Um, but I think it was the fact that I'm very competitive that pushed me to keep going. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, started wanting to explore more like barbell stuff and she couldn't really sort of take me in that direction. That wasn't her forte. So I, Stopped seeing her, started training myself for a while yeah. and then eventually got another coach who mm. was more powerlifting oriented. Um, yeah, I think coaching is 100% the way to go. Whether yeah. you think you can afford it or not, you can probably afford it in some capacity 
if you're serious about it. Yeah. And I think for a beginner, it's just a no-brainer. Just get a coach. Mm. Get one. Mm. I agree. Yeah. But. I mean, like, don't go to Mark. No. <laughs> Definitely don't go see Mark. Because I don't give encouragement. <laughs> I don't give you a high five if you do something you're meant to do. Oh, I will. Absolutely. I no. Yeah. I actually had this conversation like I said I don't give people like praise for turning up because like oh I don't give them praise for turning up yeah but there's a whole bunch of people that, this is massive for place. turning up that's people ridiculous like, yeah, so bare you, minimum yeah like they're like I, bare minimum is not turning up bare minimum is doing what you're told when you're told in my books yeah no that's fair yeah, yeah. I agree so like there's two there's not two there's several there's like two opposing schools of therapy yeah where one of them is like unconditional positive regard. So yeah. there's this guy named Carl Rogers who talks yeah. about having unconditional positive regard for your clients and whatever your client thinks is right, you're going to support them in that and you you never judge the client and you like always affirming them. And then there's the other end of the scale, which is sort of more how most people do it now, which is like calling people out on their dysfunctional behaviours and dysfunctional beliefs, which is more towards sort of what you're doing. Um but I do think it depends on the client. I think mm. you training athletes definitely have more freedom to be that guy. Yeah. That's like, well, no, you're not doing well enough or you need to do better. Yeah. Do so be better. Yeah, basically. You, mm. you know that. I know. That is my favorite term. I do know. be better. You say it to me 10 to 12 times a day. Well, you started being better, so. I don't know if that was you. But... It was, no, it's from my encouragement. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, so I just don't like. I don't see how people are going to change if you're always positively reinforcing them for stuff that they should be doing. Like yeah. if if that's not what they generally do, mm-hmm. I'll like be like, yeah, good work. Like you, you're doing what you're meant to be doing now. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it again, but like that's it. You get one flat thing. Like, yeah. You tick a box. Mm-hmm. Good work. Yeah. But it's not like. Oh, you tick that box again. Good work. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Like, yeah. I just don't see if I'm always doing that, you're never going to get out of that phase because you're always just going to go back to that same honeypot. Yeah. Yeah. Go to that cookie jar, get that same cookie. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I, I think, don't know, I think coaching is a lot about building a relationship. Yeah. And I think you can get away with a lot of stuff within a healthy yeah. and positive coaching relationship. Yeah. So if you are you have a good rapport with your clients, yeah. absolutely tell them yeah. you know whatever you want. Um, but I do think that we know that positive reinforcement works. Yeah, it does work. Yeah, I yeah. For me, it's more like I'll give you one cookie from that cookie jar. Okay. And then we're gonna go to the next one because otherwise we're just gonna go to the we're yeah. gonna stay plateau at mm-hmm. a shit level. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. Generally, it's like. You turned up on time. Good work. All right. Good for you. If you don't turn up on time, now you get punished. Yeah. Whoa. Punishment. You yeah. introduce punishment. Yeah. That's hectic. You waste my time and your time. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I introduce monetary punishment if they don't rock up. They get charged for the session. Yeah. I'm not going to, like, make them do burpees. Yeah. You make them do burpees? No. You make them do other stuff. Worst burpees. <laughs> make them do other stuff. Sled sprints. Oh. Even on the sled sprints for every minute they're late. That's very upsetting. Why? It's painful. Bad. No, it's Does it generally work? good for them. Does it and work for them? Every time. Does it work for you? Every, every time that anyone's ever had that, they've never been late again. 
because they cancel their subscriptions and they leave <laughs> no, the gym. No, they actually don't. They don't. They're like, no, absolutely. okay, think, because I don't want to. But I think if you can pinpoint a person that wants to be pushed and yeah. needs to be pushed. Yeah. But that's why they're coming great. to me. That's, that's 100% why they come to me. Absolutely. And that's why they come pop, to you. General pop People would come be. to me to feel good yeah. <laughs> about themselves. People come to me to perform. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> perform better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's not what I'm about. It is, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I'm not saying there's higher stakes, but. There is. There's absolutely. more, there's more, there's stakes more at stake for performing in with my clients. Absolutely. My clients, we are rarely, rarely talking about performance mm. beyond like, you got two kilos heavier than you did last week on you. Mm. Goblet squat. That's as far as I go with performance. All right, random question. Yeah. If you could only do one exercise, squats. Barbell back squats. Barbell Easy. back squat. That's for your rest of your life. Absolutely. That's basically oh. all I do now. <laughs> oh, nah. What nah. about you? No. Nah. Ooh. That's an easy one. No. You, had, you already knew that. I did I did know it was going to be some version of a squat. Yeah. I just to know which one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, see. I love if, front if, squats if I was well, just, and I'd be sad to see them go. But it's got if to be I was going to pick just a squat, it'd be an overhead squat. Over, yeah, actually, I because think being bang for your buck, buck you should yeah. probably do overhead squats. But I would say snatch. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It's so. It, it, it covers it's a lot so of bases. Humbling. It's got a lot of different elements matter, of fitness yeah. to it strength, that, agility. It doesn't matter what um, what weight you have on the bar as well, it can humble you. Mm, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Get spat out on my warm ups <laughs> most days, I would say. <laughs> that's because you're not warming up correctly. That's not true. You taught me the warm-up that I do. <laughs> you literally taught me the warm-up. Well, don't listen to me, guys, apparently. <laughs> do not go to Mark for snatch advice. Uh, that's, that's sad. Oops. Burn. Whoops. Yeah. But no, yeah, that's fair. But it would have to be a squat, for sure. Yeah. Love it. I also think it translates to so many things really well. Mm. Yeah. And you can do so many variations of just a squat. Mm-hmm. So if you could have, if I could, um, if, if I'm allowed to have squat yeah. as the exercise, then Well, if you just said better. squat, it doesn't necessarily define it. Yeah. So I, I said a snatch. I didn't say what type of snatch. Okay, true. Because then I could use a kettlebell or a dumbbell. Do any type of snatch. Yeah. Three. That's it. Sandbag. That'd be really weird to sandbag snatch. I'd love to see that. <laughs> just picture it trying to They'll do that it in my one head. day. CrossFit will run out of ideas and they'll do a sandbag snatch or some shit. It'd be hilarious. It would be, yeah. Split snatch, that one's weird. Have you ever done that? Where you catch a snatch like you're catching a split jerk? Uh, weird. I think I've tried it. Feels weird. Mm. That would be. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I think I might have done it once. Mm. I've done a lot of random things. Yeah. I've done a snatch on a bicycle. Oh, that seems... Why do anything on a bossy ball? Why do they exist? I don't know. I it, think they've done actually, trials and shown that bossy balls don't really affect your stabilizers in terms of like actually improving them in the long run. Um, it's good for like rehab for your ankles. That's yeah, that I can understand. Mm-hmm. I apart from that, I have zero idea what else you do it for. Because <laughs> literally, you stand on that one foot, that ankle's. Burning, stable burning. as it's burning yeah. in like yeah. two seconds you're like oh, yeah. oh. Mm-hmm. and that's even with good ankles yeah. I have shit ankles do you? Yeah. you have shit knees 
Shit ankles. No, no shit knees. You're always carrying on about your knees. No, just saying it's stiff. I feel like my knees are going to blow up. You exactly. literally said that the other day. It did. It did blow up. It did. That's what you get from being That's old. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're not that old. Can you just run now, though? Yeah. You don't even squat anymore. You're just running all the time. Well, yeah, if we're running for 28 hours, I probably should get a few Ks on the legs. How big, like, what's the biggest run you're going to do before you do that? I'm thinking I'm going to do the Goggins Challenge of four miles every four hours for 48 hours. What, what's, a, what's four miles? It's like six like Ks. A bit more, a little it's, bit more. I think 6.2 Ks. Yeah. Four miles. Every four hours for 48 hours. That sounds bad. That sounds really bad. So it's 12, it's 48 it's miles, 12 it's 48 hours. blocks of four miles. Oh, that's, yeah. Do you think the rest will help you that much in? No, you probably sleep for maybe an hour. Oh, how fast can you run six Ks? Depends where I do it though. True. On a track. As flat as possible. No, because I don't want. I'm not going to be running that. I'm probably going to go do the plan run. Take me about forty minutes. Okay, so you'd be able to get a decent amount of rest in there. Yeah. And you're going to do that before you do the twenty-eight hour run. Yeah. Wow. Have fun with that. You want to come cheer me on? Oh, like I'll, I'll cheer you on. From bed. We'll be doing it. Still what? not quite there on the endurance front. What's your favorite CrossFit? thing to do. <laughs> my favourite crossfit. Stop, so stop talking about my stupid running ideas. No, oh, I, We can I, talk about my swimming idea because that was a great one. Swimming to Europe. Yes. That was my idea. Well, yes, but anyway. Yeah. I, um, I thought about how we could do this. Okay. So what we, what we need to do, we just create like um, a cage around us and we attach it at our hips. It's been very heavy. No, but it's, it's like, it's a buoyant one. So you're swimming. And you've got like protection around you, so you don't get hit by sharks. What's it made of? A buoyant cage? Like PVC? No. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, yeah. That'll avoid the shark attack yeah. thing, and then when you need a rest, you can just like flip yourself up yeah. and sit there for a bit in your little buoyant cage. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Yeah. Easy. Because you yeah. said you're going to do it with me. You can fly to Europe, you can swim to Europe. Yeah. Easy. I don't okay, know how cool. that conversation came up. Neither but. do I. I think it was like the biggest triathlon or something. You run for 28 hours, swim to Europe, and then bike across Russia. Yeah, to yeah. the Americas. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <coughs> Beautiful. Yeah, no. Um, my favorite CrossFit thing. I don't know. I haven't been doing it long enough. I've only really been doing CrossFit for like three months. Mm. Um, but like, what would you. Because obviously, you know the strength side of things. Yeah, You've absolutely. Done that yeah. What would be? I actually, like, I love Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. And I hate it when there's Olympic weightlifting in workouts. Because it's not, how, it's not it. designed for it. Yeah, no. I agree. This morning I did, like, I don't know, 70-something power cleans. And I just was like, that's too many power cleans. It's mm. too many. Um, yeah, I don't think, like, no matter how good your technique is, 73 power cleans is, like, to ruin you. Um, yeah, so I think anything that doesn't have... I like double unders actually. Double unders are my favorite. I, you should see the double unders. Is it bad? It is hilariously bad. Really? It's so bad. I, can't I, can't skip. I, don't, I don't know if I've ever seen you be bad at something in I terms can't of fitness. Skip. Oh, I really want to see that. That's really, because I'm actually really good at them. 
Yeah. Because when I was in year eight, I was on the jump rope for heart team. Did you have one of those at your school? Yeah. I was, I was mm. that. I was like doing skipping inside double dutch with a single rope as well. Yeah. So when I started CrossFit, I was like double unders, no worries. Yeah, I'm like five singles. Oh best. no. Okay. Yeah. That's right. I just avoid skipping. Mm. Just avoid what you can't do. Yeah. Then you always sound, look good. <laughs> doesn't sound like you at all. No, I I have practiced them a bit. I've I think the most of goes uh ten in a row. Ten in a row. Okay, that's not too bad. I think it went like four oh that's that's a train. Oh, right. Yeah, don't worry about that. Okay. Um I went like four, eight, ten. I don't think I've got to pass four again. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, can do double unders. Can't do any of that kipping sort of gymnastic stuff yet at all. Work on strict. Can you do strict? Like I can do, no. I can do strict pull-ups, like three of them. Yeah, wait till you get like at least three sets of ten yeah. before you try to kip. Yeah. I've always going to blow your shoulders out. Yeah, cool. You can do AC joints or your labrum mm-hmm. and then you're going to be fine. That's fine, I don't, yeah. Mm. Not that keen to start doing it. Yeah. Well, I'll put it this way. So it's about six times you put the force of your body weight when you start kicking. So if you can only do three. Probably leave it. Probably leave it for now. Just leave it. Yeah. I, I do strict. I do banded strict. Yeah, body. I feel like I needed to have done two or three years of fitness before I even started CrossFit. It blows my mind to think that people start CrossFit, at CrossFit. as a beginner. Like mm. they start training at CrossFit. Yeah. I think it's great. Don't get me wrong. And I like that you get to do heaps of different stuff. Keeps it interesting. Yeah. And, I, and, like, the group mentality is something I've never had before. I've never done any sort of group fitness because I've always thought it sucked. Um, but it does motivate you a lot. Hmm. But, yeah, thinking about people beginning training at CrossFit is very concerning to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, sure, you can modify stuff, but then it I just becomes think mood. coaches and people are too keen to get into the more advanced stuff. Yeah, definitely. When you don't have the foundation. The fundamentals, yeah. yeah. Like, why you can't control your own body weight? Why are you trying to do an yeah. explosive version of the, of the thing that you're doing? Yeah. True. Hmm. Do mm-hmm. you have good scap um, control? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. This is what I mean. I think I'm a very coordinated person now, but I still have this idea of myself as a child as just being very uncoordinated, uncoordinated. and unathletic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm obviously the opposite with the coordination as a child. Mm-hmm. And I, when I'm coaching people stuff, um, so say like running drills, because I've done them so regularly. Yeah. Like, you just make it look so effortless. I'm like, it's not because yeah. I haven't done it. It's because I've done it so, so much. So much. Now I have to think about it now. I'm telling yeah. you how to do it. And yeah. you're like, you must be so cool. I'm like, you do as many hours as I've done as running drills. And you'll be that coordinated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like my one of my clients, um, we're doing running stuff mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, like, how come I can't do it like that? I'm like, you've been doing this for five minutes. Literally. How many hours do you reckon I've done this for? Yeah. She goes, that's a very good point. I never yeah. thought of it like that. Yeah. It's like, and it's really, it's funny too when people, my clients are like, you're so strong. And it's like if you squatted every day for three years, you'd be strong as well. Like it's that simple. And that's yeah. why I like the gym versus yeah. any other kind of fitness is because I do believe anyone can do it. Obviously, genetics and whatever will come into it a little bit. Yeah. 
but anyone can go to the gym and do a progressive overload program and get strong. Anyone, anyone at all. Yeah. It's great. That's one of the interesting things I find about people that just train themselves, never had a coach or anything at the gym. Yeah. Well, it's like, I think that there's, there's people that are very content to remain in their little comfort zone yeah. of whatever they're doing. Um, and I think if you're really honest with yourself, most people are not training nearly as hard as they could be. I love um, people that put up stuff, grinding, and you see what they're doing, and I'm like, you've been doing the exact same thing for a while. probably three years. Mm-hmm. I think if my heart has gone at one weight plate. Yeah. You see a lot of shit when you work at a gym. Mm. <laughs> you see a lot of people. All right, what's the funniest failure you've ever seen? Oh, what's the funniest failure I've ever seen? Oh, okay. So there's this dude at my last gym doing an overhead press, and it was a really heavy overhead press, and he was being a wanker about it. Like mm. he was just being really, I don't know, show-offy about it. And on his last rep, he went to press it, and one was going higher than the other and he hadn't clipped his plates on. So in the middle of a packed gym at like 6 p.m., it went bang, 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 bang. It was perfect. Oh. It was really, really good. But other than that, it was probably myself. Again, really, really busy gym and I was trying to teach my client how to do like a backwards sled drag mm. and I had clipped the carabiner onto the wrong part of the sled and started to do the backwards sled drag and just went flying <laughs> along the floor of the gym. So that was pretty good. So I was actually going to say my funniest one is myself Yourself. as well. Yeah. So I was, doing, I was going to do um, PR clean and jerk. Mm. And this wasn't in front of like a packed gym of random yeah. people. This is in front of, this is my mate's gym. In front of a bunch of friends that are also all coaches. Worse. That's so way the, worse. This is Heaps and worse. it was like at the like we had uh, twelve minutes to work up to like whatever. Yeah. I was super sweaty. I had I had put chalk on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've told me about yeah. this before. <laughs> bumped like come bumped it up off my um, hips. Yeah. My my grip has lost my grip. Mm. Everything, there's a hand going to fly and the bar goes forward. Like, really Okay, flying backwards. Everyone's just like. <laughs> just pissed himself laughing I'm just yeah. like oh. never mind missing so about myself that, out about, about yeah. that next part guys moving on yeah uh, that's that's probably the funniest thing um mm-hmm. can't think of anything else I've seen a few like band snap and people doing like band pull ups yeah that's but pretty that bad but that just looks dangerous yeah yeah else. bands freak me out I once tried to do a Pilates class and whacked myself in the eyes with a TheraBand and mm. couldn't see for an hour. Pilates. So mm. never did Pilates again. Very dangerous. Yeah. Very dangerous. Never done Pilates? You have? Never. It's not. It's really freaking hard. It's, not it's really hard, but I also don't enjoy it. Like if you enjoy Pilates and that's what kind of fitness you want to do, then great. It's meant to be really good for your core. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say it would be. Not going to do it though. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. No. no. Don't do much core training, unfortunately. See, me either. I just, I just. It blows my mind how people have entire ab days. People that come to the gym and do abs. Or arms. Of a day. Or both. What are you doing? Mm. What are you filling your time with? 
and like you only ever do flexion and it's all like from the hip so you're doing hip flexors mm-hmm. so you tighten your psoas muscle yep. which then causes you to have more stress in your body mm-hmm. sorry this is just a thing yeah people should i'd rather people would come and stretch for the day do a definitely day. definitely i feel like there's very few really useful core exercises and it's not the core exercises that people are doing no. but that's not new information no Dead bugs. Unfortunately. Dead bugs. Hanging tucks when you do them properly. Bird dogs. Bird dogs. But or again, who's doing a bird dog properly? Who? Absolutely no one. Yeah, sure. Yes, of course girl. you are. You're doing everything properly. Remember, I'm perfect. Yes. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> Remember, actually... I'm perfect. <laughs> and my guests are terrible. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, um, yeah. yeah, I... So even like when I've done at uni, so when we had to teach that type of stuff at uni. What do you, what's the name of your degree? Exercise and sports science. Yeah, so like we've had to teach it in front of class and stuff. Hmm. Some of the teachers who only ever work clinically. Ah, yes. Oh, no, in like, they've never worked clinically because it's normal EPs. They've only worked theoretically. Right, They do the research side of things. Yeah. Oh my God. No, that's not how you do it. Like. Okay. You, well, how do you do okay, it? Okay, yeah. How do you do it? What are you looking at? Um, my phone's just going off. I'm getting vibrations on my Okay. Um, so, yeah, so they're like, no, that's not how you do it. I'm like, oh, how do you do it? I'm like, well, the textbook says, that is my favourite line. Ah, like, the textbook. Oh, the old textbook, hey? Mm-hmm. The old textbook says. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, well, what if the person has this issue? And they're like, I don't know. What will you do this? I'm like, how do you know that? I'm like, I do it because I'm, I'm in the trenches. Yeah, I do yeah, it. exactly. Uh, this is my life. But I agree, not many people do core exercises. Right? Carries are the best thing, right? It's cool. Yeah, I think they have the most carryover in terms of what they <laughs> help you with. Unintended, sure. obviously. Yeah, absolutely. I meant to do that. Um, What's your favorite type of carry? Oh, probably suitcase, but with one above your head as well. Oh, like a waiter's carry. Yeah, waiter's carry, that's what it's called. Yep. Oh. One of those. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever tried like Philly carry? What's that? You know who Marcus Philly is? Nope. He's just the dude, um, been in the CrossFit games a few times, but he does like functional bodybuilding. Yeah. That's like a lot of um, CrossFit principles, but then in also a bodybuilding style fashion. Uh-huh. Um, so he has like a Philly press, so he'll be like sitting... Um, up with a kettlebell in one and then press. Yeah. So. Like while you're walking? Yeah, but instead of pressing, you just hold it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that one. That's good. Single arm carry, any version. Very good. Um, or like a trap bar carry. Because mm. mm-hmm. you have to fight the rotation. To fight the rotation. So it's multiplying straight away. Beautiful. Beautiful. Bang. Mark's favorite carries. That is. Probably what you need. Yeah. That should be the name of the episode. Mark's Carries. Mark's Carries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, good. So do you have anything else you want to... Uh, well, I don't, know. I don't know what the scope of the podcast is. The scope is. of the what podcast. What kind of content do you want? Whatever you want to talk about. Interesting people talking about interesting things. This is legitimately what I have written down. Oh, really? As a description. Interesting people talk about interesting things. Okay. Um, I feel like I have a lot I could talk about. Go but. I need direction. You need direction? What about misdirection? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what not to do and you can go from there. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I was thinking more about like a magician, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. No, I can't offer you anything in that regard. No. Don't think I'm very sneaky. No. No. You no. like copying my color. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Keep copying me. You put that on after I arrived, let's remember. So you saw the color and you went, mm, yes. Yeah, that's no, a good one. No, actually, this is the only color I have in my wardrobe. It's pretty good color. Apart from black. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Mm. I have the same shirt in black. So, mm. yeah, you're in autumn. You're in autumn. You're in autumn. It's your colors scheme. You're in autumn. This is what why does you that even mean? On the what does that even mean? What an autumn is. What does it's that like, mean? It's like it's based on your skin tone and your hair color and shit. You're in autumn, warm, earthy tones. <laughs> I'm learning. I've got literally got to go. go suit shopping. So I'm oh, there you go. You need don't go. You do not want to wear navy. Why not? Because you're in autumn. That should be obvious. Only like a winter or a spring would we would wear navy. Mm, interesting. But mm. I goodie maybe. I disagree. I haven't seen it, but I wouldn't like to. Oh. <laughs> this is interesting. Yeah, there you go. Fair enough. Yeah. Autumn. Autumn. So when I walk into the shop, I go, I'm an autumn. And I'm that's, an autumn. that's all. <laughs> Pick a suit. Pick me a suit. <laughs> just, just walk in and announce, yeah. I'm an autumn. And yeah, just absolutely. sit down. <laughs> and sit down. I'm yeah. an autumn, sort it out. You would be a nightmare to shop for or with. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I don't. Sounds fair. I, I would agree. Mm -hmm. Probably difficult to shop with. Yeah. You, however, would know that I'm an autumn, so. Great to shop with. Great to shop Straight to the point. In and out, don't want to be there for very long. I never want to be there for very long. It's awful. I hate shopping. Yeah, it's really bad. I don't understand how people do that as like a pastime, as like a hobby. I want to know, one, what do they do for work? <laughs> True. And two, True. how do you spend? I don't guess. I don't yeah, but really people like... also think we're weird for going to the gym all the time and stuff. So yeah, I feel like they have the problem. Do you only have fit friends? Like, are all your friends fit people? Uh, for the most part, yeah. yeah. I realized that the other day that mine are not. Like, not many of my friends at all. My closest friends exercise at all. It's weird. Yeah. And I just realized that the other day. That's, I'll get them. That's very interesting. Mm. I like that you like, I'll get them. I'll get them. I've had a bunch of people spend time with me and start exercising as a result. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because I didn't start out life as a fit person. Yeah. So. I think because it's so like ingrained in my core values. Yeah. I don't like get it. it. Like I don't get like I think I think because when you're in your twenties you probably unless you've always been exercising, you probably don't quite yet feel the need to if you're healthy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like people who don't need to exercise for preventative reasons mm. don't do it unless mm. they've always done it. Um, but it's gonna suck when you hit 30, 40, 50 and you can't mm. do stuff anymore. Mm. So I'll get them. You again. Mm -hmm. Sure you will. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. So like my best mate, I wouldn't say he's a f like massively into fitness, mm -hmm. but he still goes to the gyms. So yeah. I, can't say, oh, like, I, he I don't think you need yeah. to be like into fitness for yeah. people who don't exercise at all. Yeah. I like, I can't think That's of one person does. That's confusing to me. Yeah. I can't think of one person does it. 
I went away for the weekend with my friends. You would piss me off. Yeah. I think I would start calling them out and then I'd stop hanging out with them. <laughs> okay. I can just say how it goes. I'd be like, let's get into this. No, you're a lazy motherfuckers. Bye. And then that wouldn't, because they wouldn't like that. Don't hang out with Mart if you're fat and don't exercise. Correct. There you go. Just be better. There you go. There's that pearl <laughs> That excellent line. Yeah. Revolutionary stuff. Revolutionary stuff. Mm. It really is. You've read Atomic Habit, haven't you? I have. It's a great book. See, I'm reading it at the moment and mm. I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Like, what did you, what did you like about it? Because I'm, I don't know, I'm like waiting for the moment when I'm like, yeah, that's really good. I think it's the way, how, how far into you are. Like, like three quarters of the way through it. So I think it, it's good to kind of reevaluate. Like the start helps you reevaluate what you're doing, habit-wise. Yeah. And then how to build healthier habits that will move you towards a goal. Not necessarily like, this is the secret. It's more like yeah, okay. it's more yeah. kind of a guide rather than here's this big new piece of information. Yeah, like that you here, didn't have. here's this random bit of secretness. Mm, Boom, okay. and and the magic sprinkles are yeah. Okay. Do this. It's more like here's like a recipe. It, yeah, it's like okay. if you if you do this, you'll have more success at building that new habit. Yeah. So okay. then, therefore, you've been one step closer. Mm-hmm. And once that becomes a habit, then you can add in the next part of the. Yeah. The recipe or, or whatever it is to take it that further, that step further. Did you apply it? I have. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Works. That's hmm. also easy because like I've had some stuff happen the last couple of weeks where you fall back into your old habits. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But he's mentioned that as well. And he's like, all you have to do is just get back into the right triggers. And yeah. Once you do it for long enough, it's, it's fine. It yeah. becomes a permanent habit. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, uh, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't wait for necessarily. The, okay, it's not coming. I mean, to be fair, I don't feel yeah. like I need it. I don't feel like, like I feel like I'm pretty good at making habits and sticking to the things yeah. that I know that I need to do or want to do. 100%. Yeah. But I can see how it would be Yeah. Like, like I've never really had an pro- issue with that. Yeah. Like, one time I was like, I'm going you know, I didn't really say, like, go on a diet, but I was like, I'm going to not eat mm. processed food and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the next day I just didn't do it. For like um, six months. Yeah. And people are like, how hey, do you do that? I'm like, I just made I a decision to do it. it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it's legitimately at the time where you're like, I'm going to buy this truck. Okay. Have you always been like that? Have you always been think someone so, that's like, I can do this. Yeah. So I'm going to, I want to do this. So I'm going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Once I get like an idea in my head, good luck stuff. <laughs> yeah. Good luck stuff. Yeah, good. I think it's part of why I played so many sports. Mm-hmm. So, like, we'd so into one sport, and then I'd play one, another sport. I wouldn't be as good, because I'm going to play that sport. Because, like, <laughs> I don't want to not be good. Then I'm right. scared that I need to be better at that sport. Okay. I'd, so, then I'd be, so, say I was playing, like, football. Uh-huh. Then I started playing basketball. I didn't stop playing football. Right. I played that and basketball. Added basketball <laughs> yeah. in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's just been, I think it's just who I am. From sport, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Are your yeah. parents active people? Um, Dad played rugby till he was forty, mm-hmm. six or something. Mm. Um, he'd still be playing if he didn't hurt his neck. Right. Mum has been active but hasn't really played organised sports. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My my family's always been big sport people. Yeah. Like sports, into but, it. But into, into sports. sports. Yeah. yeah. I think that helps. Mm-hmm, definitely. I think that helps a lot. Um, so like we used to go on holidays and stay with my um, my pop and my grandma mm-hmm. um, down the south coast as kids, and there would always be like in the during summer cricket on. Like yeah, yeah. Footy on during the winter or whatever. So yeah. it's always this friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we play uh, for sport and growing up with. Four stepbrothers in there. Ah. It's always four. Yeah. Back in the day when there was no iPhones, you get <laughs> kicked outside to a bar. Yeah. You used to just go and roll in the mud when I was a kid. Speaks volumes. Mm. I still do it now. Not really. <laughs> I would if I could. <laughs> I just roll in the mud. Literally. Yeah. I mean, I probably did We that. lived on like a property, so like yeah. I'd just go and roll around My the mud and stuff. My cousin's actually... Um, grew up down there. In Barrow? Yeah. Mm. Or Mid but it's a good place to grow up. I can't I can't really imagine what growing up in a city would be like. I don't know. Not great. Did you grow up in I grew up in Blacktown Penish. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah yes. It's good and it's bad. Like the good part is just always that sport. You're like near everything yeah. and there's always stuff going on. Yeah. But it's also like not good because Feel like it's so disconnected like you have like mm. the people you like friends with but yeah in more country towns so I'm, i moved out when i was about 17 into, with my uncle in um Coffs Harbor. yeah okay and everyone knew everyone there so yeah. i kind of like that vibe more i think that's a better spot to grow up it's more yeah i think healthier. growing up in that area yeah. is better like I, I i'm i've lived in both i've lived in the country and then moved to the city um i definitely like living in the city yeah but I don't know. Growing up in the country was really good. Yeah. I think it gives you that better sense of community. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably healthier for for kids to grow up that way. And more mud to roll in. Well, yeah. Mm. yeah. That's the main thing. So, <laughs> then I can call you a pig. Oh, wow. Here we go. Well, you, the pigs, insults are coming. Pigs rolling mud. Yeah. Rolling mud. Pigs are actually really intelligent, so I'll take that. You know. Nerd. Yep. Nerd piglet. That's not a good nickname. <laughs> it's not for me or for you. You can do better than that. Uh, we don't, again, it doesn't have to be now. It takes some time. Think we'll about a good it one. Yeah, yep. I'll come back to you. Yeah. Clark, we have been going for almost an hour and a half. Wow. Okay. So. Stop talking now. Well, you'll stop talking? Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts? Uh, no. Do you want to drop some wisdom on the listeners right before they stop listening? Um... Do you have listeners? Yeah. You don't have listeners. Yeah, do my mum, my dad. That's oh, it. really? Yeah. I didn't actually realize people were going to listen to this. Yeah, my mum and my okay. dad. Okay, I would have been a lot more charismatic. Yeah. A lot funnier if people. No, I I, I just recording this just for my. I just thought things. you were bored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you can't put me on the spot like that. Yeah, okay. My podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think my wisdom from the takeaway would be probably don't go on a podcast with mum. Oh. No, it's been delightful. Thank you. That's all right. <laughs> you, you sure you don't have any more wisdom? 
You've been dropping bombs like there's no tomorrow. What's your most profound thought of the moment? I have so many profound thoughts. All of my thoughts are profound. All right, what have you been pondering recently? Um, what I've been pondering recently is... I, th I read David Goggins' book recently, um, and I really, really enjoyed that. I think that actually really, like... That is my all-time favorite was, book ever. Yeah, I'm so annoyed I didn't read that sooner. Like, it was just a phenomenal book. Um, just, just FYI, listen to the audiobook. Yeah? Better. Does he do it? Yeah, so the ghostwriter reads it, and then they have, like, a podcast. Every chapter. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Um, and I think the thing from his book that has been really playing on my mind is, like, the idea of, like, when you feel resistance to something, like, when you feel yourself being like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't mm. want to go to work. I don't want to do this workout. That's how you know you're going in the right direction. Yeah. Like, that's when you should push more towards that thing. Feel resistance leaning. Yeah. Exactly. And I've been thinking about that a lot lately and I've been trying to do it and it works. It works mm. really well. I've actually been having the same thought. Mm. I've, I haven't listened to his book recently, but I've been listening to a lot of podcasts with him. Yeah. Uh, especially on longer runs. Yeah. Like I don't have He's just music such on. a freaking inspirational book. Yeah. Like, um, and the, the way I like have, have boiled it down, feel the wind leaning into it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Because but if you like, like if, if you're standing in yeah. a massive gust of wind, yeah. you're not going to like way any other way than into it. Exactly. Yeah. But and it and it really does work. Like mm. I think people assume that when they feel stressed or resistant to something, that that's the cue to stop. But it's absolutely the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Keep going. All right. Done. Thanks for coming. You're welcome. I appreciate you. Thank you. Bet you never heard. Bet you never thought you'd hear. That.